morning. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I'm Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one in. So y'all are going to hear screaming in the background on my mic uh, for this whole episode. <laughs> so before before we move on too much, did I did I freeze for a second while I was hitting the when I was hitting yeah, the horn? Yeah, it was great. It so was perfect. I, I saw you guys. I saw you guys make faces, so I just kept hitting it just <laughs> just to be safe. Yeah, it worked. It's like. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I think we've started that, like, every time we start an episode now while we're recording remotely, I just have, like, anxiety of, like, oh, who's going to say their name first? Are we going to freeze up immediately? Uh, I think we've kind of figured it out. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? I think, uh, yeah, I think think we're doing a a fine job, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not sure who this is really for, uh... It's for the, us, so we're not bored yeah, as fuck. That's exactly, that's exactly who it's for. <laughs> At this point, I don't think it's for the listeners, which I truly appreciate anybody who's listening. But I think at this point, this is really for uh, us to stay sane, which I totally enjoy it. So I'm yes. happy to do that. I think uh, we're hoping some listeners stay sane, too. Yeah. So our long-running joke goes that we're not actually recording any of these episodes. We just want to be able to talk to people. So, yeah. I hope uh yeah, I hope everybody had an uh, amazing green week uh last week what I mean by that uh, yeah, what, uh is 420 was on Monday last week and then also <laughs> Earth Day was on Wednesday last week. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to edit out the yelling guys. That's fine. It's okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to be just you, fine. you live in a place with one room, it's going to happen. Yeah, I thought about uh taking the microphone and recording in the bathroom but i was like then it'll just sound echoey and i think that's worse yeah put keely in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> i tried <laughs> i tried uh meanwhile kara is uh out in the living room playing vr and she was playing vr and then i ate dinner she stopped took a break and then she uh, kept playing VR after that. So this is going to be the rest of her night probably is very red face VR. How long is a session for her? Because in my experience, I can do an hour. I played for two hours last night and that was like the threshold of like, okay, what is reality? I would say it's somewhere around two hours for her. Um, but it's it's especially shocking in some days where she uh, plays maybe too much Animal Crossing as well as maybe too much VR. So, you know, it, it, it's not questionable. She, it's, just, it's just, I don't know how she does it. That's impressive. All right, it sounds like Hagen and I are going to get dumped by the end of this episode. Y'all need to get working <laughs> on your end. I don't need that right now. Oh, hey, uh, the, cat, the cat that's sleeping on the table right next to me where I'm recording, she has those airplane ears that cats have whenever something's too loud. It's definitely not me. <laughs> So uh, I I do have some, um, I combed through some news. Uh, A lot of the news uh, right now feels very similar. So I tried to, you know, uh, pick out some specific news uh, that doesn't feel that way. So uh, hopefully I did well. So um, I got a couple things we can talk about. 
so I don't know if y'all saw this, but Lady Gaga curated a uh, live stream, and it had a bunch of people on it, like uh, Paul McCartney. I even sent y'all uh, a clip of the Killers performing Mr. Brightside, which, wow. <laughs> did not watch it. But, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch it either. Yeah, but... I didn't either. What? <laughs> <laughs> Guys. I didn't know we were going to be talking about it. So. Oh, well, okay, so... I didn't either. Uh, the reason I brought up this uh, wait, live you didn't stream... watch it either. No, no, I watched it for oh. sure. <laughs> it would be great if he if he sent it and was like, "This is awful," and hasn't watched it yet. <laughs> so I like the Killers. The Killers are great, uh, especially their first album is like uh, incredible. Uh, and so <laughs> on that, uh, you know, everybody knows Mr. Brightside. Uh, they did a live stream of them performing that. It's just. Uh, the singer who plays keys and then the drummer who instead of drumming he's playing acoustic guitar and wow uh by the way mr brightside isn't the easiest song to play lead guitar to so like having the drummer like i get that but it's in an alternate tuning right yeah i think so but regardless like it sounded awful it is just like i i am just floored by that but uh so th- that's not the point of this whole uh, live stream. So she curated a live stream with a, a bunch of famous people, uh, and it was called Together at Home. And, uh, uh, you know, you hear all these uh, live streams uh, doing for charity and stuff, but, you know, they raise, you know, kind of a small amount compared to, you know, the grandiose task uh but uh, she raised uh, $130 million in the single stream, which is just crazy. Holy shit. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, one thing I had. Uh, I did also see that um, a lot of bands are starting to postpone their tours, but there's been a whole issue with uh, uh, when you postpone a date, uh, you don't, uh, Ticketmaster has a clause that says um, you can only get refunds on your tickets if a show is canceled. So postpone is different. So that that's not great. But so uh, some bands have started to, uh, instead of postponing their uh, tours, they cancel them. So Bon Jovi was the big one this uh, uh, week. They announced that uh, their summer tour they are uh, canceling their tour in order for fans, and this was their specific wording, is that in order for fans to get refunds to help them pay their bills, which I was like, you know, even if you don't like Bon Jovi or anything like that, that's super respectful and, like, right, like that's really cool. So uh, I, I know, like, they're doing that, and then also Dead & Company is doing that. I also wonder if Dead & Company is doing that just because, you know, they're all old and would definitely die if they got uh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got a couple more news items. Uh, yeah, I like that before we started the episode, you were like, they're all positive items. <laughs> yeah. I tried. I think these are positive. Maybe I'm not doing a great job of explaining. I tried. I tried. I guess. Wow. I screened these through Keely before uh, bringing them, saying, like, are these all positive? And she's like, yeah, of course they are. Did you say the part about uh, everyone in Dead & Co. dying? No. I mean, there's only one person in Dead & Co. that I would be broken up about if they died. Me too. And that's... That's the one who's definitely not going to die if he gets it. 
But uh, so I got two more uh, items uh, this week. Uh, as this uh, episode is released, um, this Friday, May first, uh, Bandcamp will be waiving its revenue share. Uh, once again, they did this previously to help people, and I think th- there was like four point three million dollars that was directly to the artist as opposed to being uh going to Bandcamp, which is super cool they do this occasionally for charities but you know it's really nice and i know uh we're all in bands but even outside of that like just local bands around you all that kind of stuff everybody uh definitely could use that so there have been a ton of bands on our show cheers to Bandcamp. Cheers to Bandcamp for that. That's a uh, that's that's definitely a really really cool thing. And then also this week, uh, Spotify gave all their artists options to add a charity to their page. So whenever you open a, an artist page, if they decide to add a charity to their homepage, you can donate right away to a, a charity of their choice. That's super cool. I didn't see that. So uh, I got one more piece of news, uh, and I, I would say that this is possibly the most positive news I've heard all year. Um, you guys may have heard of this, but uh, the 2020 gathering of the Juggalos has been canceled. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely like uh, <laughs> reading all the articles about it, reading the quotes. It's like it's so from what I've read, they're so respectable and so nice about it. But it's uh, it's also just for some reason funny to hear it from ICP and Juggalos. I'm surprised that uh, they canceled it, honestly. Like, of all the festivals, the, that festival is just filthy. Does anybody know where it's held? <laughs> no, but... Uh, no, I don't know. I've seen some footage from it, and it's, like, disgusting. Yeah, so Astronautilus, uh, he does a lot of photography as well, and he um, posted, uh, I think it was last year's gathering, he got asked to... Uh, go take photos of it and he had like 200 photos and i was like you know i've always heard about this it's like this mythical thing i've heard about but i've never actually seen what it looks like like burning man i really don't know what burning man looks like other than the big you know you know fire other than that i have no clue what it looks like so it was cool to see Uh, the photos it, it changes locations frequently so not every year uh, there have been there have been a couple years where it like will be in the same place. So 2007 to 2000 to 2013, it was in a place called Cave in Rock, um, but it changes pretty frequently. Gotcha. Got to keep uh, them on their toes. Don't yeah, totally. Don't want the posers to show up. I had a friend once. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell this story. <laughs> I had a friend once. Uh, <laughs> And he was talking about how Juggalos were some of the nicest people he ever met. And I was like, okay, cool, explain. He said, so one time I was out at a beach in Houston, and I talked to these people, and uh, we were hanging out. He's like, they were kind of trashy, but, you know, I was just hanging out with them. And uh, they had, like, a golf cart on the beach, so he got a uh, ride from them. And And he said, hey, can you guys give me a ride back to my hotel it's over that way or something like that. There's no beaches in Houston, I realize. So it's got to be somewhere around there. But, um, and they ended up having this conversation. And then as soon as the juggalo pulled up to his hotel, uh, my friend said like, oh, hey man, like I really like your tattoo. That means you're a juggalo, right? And the guy goes, yeah, man, that's, uh, I'm really glad you noticed that. You know what? I was going to mug you, but since you noticed that, I'm not going to do that. 
You have a good night, man. I'm not saying all juggalos are like that, but wow, what the fuck? That's, That's crazy. Incredible. That's oh so crazy. God. Oh my goodness, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the place I was talking about, Cave and Rock, I had to look this up because this, I don't understand this. Cave and Rock is the name of an actual village in Hardin County, Illinois. There's an actual like city called Cave Dash In Dash Rock. Why does it say why it's called that? Uh. It says that the earliest known uh, permanent white settlers arrived and started building a town near the cave. The town was originally known as Rock and Cave, Illinois, with the post office under this name. The town was officially renamed Cave in Rock in 1901. That's all it says. Of course, that's of course that's where they would hold it. The population was 318 people in 2010. Well, that brings us to our uh, topic of this uh, week, you know, Cave and Rock, Illinois. Juggalos? Are we talking about Juggalos today? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, I've got something Dave, to do, guys. Damn, I thought we were talking about juggling. <laughs> I did so much research. <laughs> <laughs> Dave did a lot of practice and studying. <laughs> Somebody else, somebody else, tee this up. I, I I've done it every week. I, I'm done being nervous about starting this. No, this, this is your show. It's fine. No, this is yeah, the Jackson, Jackson show. This is the Jackson show. Hey, uh, Dave, I have a question for you. Okay. So, uh, let's say, let's say you roll up to a gig. Let's say it's a a. a particular club that you've played many times you play from 10 to 2 normally right yeah let's say you walk in there and somebody says uh what 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 do you want what do you want to be here money what what do you say (laughs) what do you say uh first of all no smoking (laughs) okay in this particular place there's a smoking um free drinks Okay. <laughs> Food. Shoot for the stars, man. Yeah. Do you do you have any specifics on the free drinks and the food, or you just want us you just free drinks and free food? That's that's, that's what I'm used to. <laughs> that's that's all I but, ever get. But we but you could have anything. You get what real do you want? specific. All right, it's Dr. Pepper, and then you gotta have those sour gummy worms <laughs> that are like two colors, but instead you uh, cut them in half. And uh, you uh, get the same colors molded together. That that's what my writer is gonna be. Whoops! What's that's a writer? What, that's what Jackson made his parents do when he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> While they were potty potty training him, he was like, "All right, if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go doo doo in this toilet, these are the things I need." <laughs> it's very important. Uh, yeah, Jackson, what's a writer? God damn it. I, I thought you guys were going to do this. <laughs> All right. So the topic this week is we're talking about uh, weird writer requests or uh, just a writer request. If you don't know what a writer is, it's whenever you have an artist, uh, you know, a touring artist, typically, uh, they'll have a uh, list of requests. It can be as simple as, hey, um, we'd like to show up at this time. We want our gear set up this kind of, all that kind of stuff. And like, oh, it's typically like, oh, we would, we would like, you know, catering, all that kind of stuff. So it, it can be as simple as that. But this week we combed through the internet and we tried to find a bizarre, uh, grandiose. And, uh, I tried to find some positive ones as well. So, uh, 
I would like to start with my favorite writer of all time. And this one kind of got big. Uh, and I don't really know why, but it was uh, Jack White and his guacamole recipe. Did you all hear about this one? I did hear about this. No. I didn't, we've I didn't we've talked about this further, on the show before. I did hear about it. Yes. So uh, I, I forgot why we talked about it, but yeah. I remember it was a huge deal. People like just, he had a very specific uh guacamole recipe it wasn't hey i need guacamole it was here's the guacamole recipe and it needs to be made in this exact way and it was specifically a chunky guacamole recipe uh and it was extremely spicy people were like oh yeah jack white can really handle his spice and here's the thing you can go on the internet yourself and find this recipe and i think adam and i have talked about making it at some point just for you know shits and giggles yeah, oh, if we I, ever do the if we ever do the Jack White episode, that's what we yeah. have to do. Yeah, let's 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 chomp into the microphones. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, we. I mean, you can do that, but we'll edit that out. We're not going to leave that in. We're not that kind of show. Yes, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the listeners could feel how big those air quotes were. Yeah. I don't know why this got so much publicity, but it really did. Like, there are articles all about just about this guacamole recipe. Uh, But also on that same tour, uh, they had, and this is exact quotes. I have some uh, specific quotes from writers, which is really fun about writers. You can actually find some people's specific writers. Uh, In the same tour, Jack White had... Please note, in all caps, this is a no banana tour. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, you know. No bananas. No bananas. So there are uh, a few things on this list. Like, there were some that I read that, uh, like, Katy Perry apparently said no carnations, like, absolutely no carnations. And people were like, isn't that crazy? And it's just like, well, maybe her or her tour manager or somebody's allergic to them or like they just don't like the smell of it so i was like that's not crazy and so this banana thing might be similar maybe jack white uh is allergic to bananas or his kids or something i don't know it's it's better that he just saw bananas at a show and said no i'm i'm fucking done i'm not doing this anymore like those cats that get scared when they see cucumbers you think jack white turned around and saw a banana (laughs) and like jumped up in the air was like fuck that (laughs) edit the rider right now no bananas this is a no banana tour but he didn't have a set list when he saw that banana dude that would piss me off so much not having a set list yes (laughs) so much anyway that is so that is his thing (laughs) (laughs) moving on moving on before we get too far into it i do want to say that like a lot of these riders especially for the ones that are more outrageous. It's people that are, you know, at one point, probably when they made these riders, were touring to maybe 300 days of the year. So they ended up wanting a lot of their, you know, uh, dressing rooms to look like a comfortable place to be or to try and gain some sense of familiarity. Now, there are examples on either end where it's absolutely ridiculous and then completely just like normal. But a lot of people, you know, we have to keep in mind that they, they're on tour so long that they want some sense of familiarity or comfort or whatever. Yeah, I want to I piggyback on that for a second because uh, LL Cool J, he uh, requests, this is nice. That's also not a sentence you thought you'd say this week, huh? 
<laughs> no, not at all. This is a uh, he. This is nice. He he requests uh, two long stemmed roses in his dressing room. Now everyone likes flowers in their house, right? Like you said, you want it to feel comfortable and and, and very nice. He also requests a bottle of baby oil. So I don't know. I don't know the correlation. I don't know if you guys have a bottle of baby oil sitting out in your home all the time, but. Maybe he does. Who's to say? I don't know. Hagen, you and I saw him live. Uh, he looks like a, an oily man. Maybe he's trying to be That's true. slick so nobody can grab him. Uh, <laughs> he might be oiling up his muscles, too, just so he looks as like big as possible. Yeah. That's got to be it. I don't know. There was... Uh, Who's that guy uh, who does? Wait, we can't skip over this. You both. In what scenario did both of you see LL Cool J? That's actually how Hagen and I met. No fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) We saw each other across across the crowd at an LL Cool J show and was like, "Oh my god, what?" (laughs) (laughs) Not true. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, uh, fun fact, that LL Cool J show is the reason why uh, we start this show with the air horn, because Hagen and I saw that concert. We didn't stay for the whole thing, but uh, we stayed for a couple of songs. And uh, by the way, like, he was super fun to watch live. Like, I don't know any of his music, but like, he was like, oh, this guy's a performer. He's killing it. Uh, and it was very, it was like classic DJ sense where like he had a guy who was doing the, you know, scratching and the hype man at the same time. So it was cool to watch. Uh, but uh, I've never seen such liberal use of an air horn. Uh, so <laughs> I remember, hey, uh, uh, 2016 had to be, yeah. 15 or 16. 2016. You have the poster on your ACL? wall. It's right here. It doesn't say the year. It just says, oh, there it is. 2016. Man, that LL I mean, that cool was the, like, the, one of the years of the air horn that, like, in hip-hop, it was just ran rampant. Well, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, the, the, he put it in, like, the DJ was doing it all the time, and we got super into it, so we downloaded apps on our phone, which is what I still use Literally to that for the night, intro. we went out yeah. every night that weekend, we were out at bars, and that night, we bought it, and we were walking around Austin, uh, and... We were like, I think, I don't remember why, but like we were just like air horning everywhere. It was <laughs> just super, super obnoxious at, at ACL where it's like Austin has a massive influx of people. So it's busy all the, like uh, everywhere you go. So we're just walking up and down the street with our dumbass air horn apps being as obnoxious as possible. <laughs> and we wanted to bring it to you, the listener at home. Yeah. So that's uh. when did we, st- we didn't start this in 2016. No. So just no. after that though, twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah, that'll be part of the prequel movie, prequel podcast. That's that's, that's <laughs> funny that I've I've never I've never known the origin of the of the air horn. Now you do. You never asked. That's true. Oh. <laughs> so I, I got well, sorry. I gotta, you know, very uh, very similar to my uh, gummy worm, uh, my sour gummy worm request that I demand at every dive bar i play uh van halen had a uh on their writer they requested a bowl of m&ms uh we all know m&ms uh the red ones taste different than the blue ones the blue ones taste different than the brown (laughs) ones hey make sure whenever you give me the bowl of m&ms there are absolutely no brown ones uh van halen 
made sure that on their writer that their bowl of M&Ms had zero brown M&Ms. So isn't this one of the more famous like it writer is, yeah. requests? The the reason they did it, I'm sure all of you guys know this, but the reason they did it is so that um they made sure that whoever was in charge of reading the writer and taking care of making sure that everything was the way it should be if they actually read that and did it when the band got to the green room and saw the bowl with no brown M&Ms they felt comfortable knowing that their requirements were uh, met so they had because they had one scenario where the stage wasn't enforced enough and they actually had a stage collapse so after that they were like alright hold on a second we gotta make sure we gotta find some way to make sure that um everything is exactly as it should be before we feel comfortable going on stage. Yeah, which that that's a good uh, example of um, people kind of hiding things in their uh, writers. And, you know, this isn't an example of them being funny, but uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges is a great example of them being funny uh, because they <laughs> had a 28-page writer. So... Uh, I'm sure a lot of people haven't read writers, but they're typically not that long. Uh, your list of requests should not be 28 pages, but their list of uh, their writer was 28 pages on purpose to be funny. And uh, apparently a lot of people have read it and said like, Oh, it's actually pretty hysterical. I didn't write any examples from it, but uh, I think uh, when it comes down to what they actually wanted, they, they were just like, Oh yeah, just make sure everything's, you know, decent. I do. I have one of the things they wanted uh, was to make sure that there was a Bob Hope impersonator. Wonderful. <laughs> can can y'all give me your best Bob Hope impersonation right now, Adam? Do it. I got nothing. Nailed it, Hagen. <laughs> yeah. <Woo! laughs> so good. Um. So I mean, speaking of ones that are really long i have a good one that was pretty long um because it's an illustrated coloring book and this was foo fighters put out a their tour writer is an illustrated coloring book an activity book for people of all ages and it uh, included some illustrations about what is a good breakfast and a bad breakfast with illustrations <laughs> of the members of the band and there was a crossword hunt for the caterers to have to find out what they wanted they also they have a pretty good history of uh, legendary riders. In I think it was 2008, they had one where um, that website, The Smoking Gun, to, to credit them, they highlighted some of the best requests. One of them was yeah. uh, uh, they, they wanted a selection of, of cereals. They said, unopened, do not recycle from last night's Dio show. <laughs> <laughs> one was... Um, Every lunch should include a soup of the day. Please try to make a vegetarian selection because meaty soups make our roadies fart. <laughs> That's good. One of them was, uh, you know, their daily menu suggestions. For Fridays, they wanted pasta. And in brackets, they put, by pasta, we do not mean spaghetti soup as our town already has a homeless shelter. We live out of suitcase for good suitcases for goodness sakes. And then uh, let me try to find one that's not so wordy. Uh, there's, <laughs> Dave don't there's like a short, words. Short little thing of uh, rules on this illustrated one, and it's just one of them is men should never wear turtlenecks, please. 
<laughs> so Steve Jobs never That's went it. to one of their shows. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Damn. There's also a full page about how they want their ice cubes made, and they wanted them chopped from like a giant thing of ice. You which stems you know, as you that's do. an that's an evolution from this one because they were talking about how they wanted four tubs of ice in the band's green room, but um, they said if you don't know how to make ice, here is the Foo Fighters recipe for making ice, and it was <laughs> get it was some like water, detailed, put it in like, trays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll, I'll say it's interesting because writers have expanded so much over time. And like I mean, it, it it is a joke. It is like sometimes it's real, sometimes it's like to the extreme on purpose. I think uh, it's funny because I was literally just watching um, a streamer, a video game streamer, the other night who was he's best friends with Dead Mouse. So he was talking about Dead Mouse's writer, and he was talking about how Dead Mouse doesn't like you know have anything too extravagant on his writer. Uh, hey, it's also it's also interesting because he was talking about writers because video game professionals have writers now too so uh before i say what dead mouse's writer is that he decided to uh omit when he said that dead mouse doesn't have anything extreme what do you think a video game player has in their writer i don't know i'm just curious what you think gamer girl juice (laughs) uh cases of mountain dew i don't know um it's probably a really dated opinion on on video games actually but it's gonna be like Monster or Red Bull or Bang. That's uh, it's one of it's one of those three for the cases of a drink. Yeah, probably some snacks. Yeah, Slim Jim. I like Gamer Girl I'm Juice. Go with Slim Jim. Gamer Girl Juice is funny. Slim Jims. <laughs> so so Dead Mouse requested an inflatable pool toy at all of his performances to use during the show. So it's not that extreme. It's just very interesting to be like, yeah, I need I need to. Why, why couldn't you bring that? Why can't you just bring that yourself? I mean, that's a very popular thing that I think Steve Aoki, another notable DJ, he does that as well. I mean, he, but wouldn't you just bring that? Wouldn't that be easier to just have that? I mean, fresh ones are better, I guess. Yeah, but uh, Steve Aoki also requests uh, that they uh, supply him with cake that has frosting on it so he can throw it at his audience during the show. That one that one makes sense to request. I mean, it's a funny thing, but it, it makes sense to request it for the show. But if it's an inflatable thing that you could... I mean, that, that's, that's easy to just bring that with you. I don't understand why you have to make the venue go out and get that for you. I'm sure that they break like constantly that kind of stuff, and I'm sure that's just an added expense yeah. that he doesn't want to have to deal with. Um, that's that's probably true. I think uh, the most popular types of writers are the diva uh, writers, and you know, literal divas like a Mariah Carey type, but then you know, like you know, kind of diva esque people like Eminem and Prince. So I'll start with Eminem. Uh, I I did not look up the logistics of this uh but apparently he asked for a koi pond at every single one of his shows for his gazing pleasure i'm not sure how that works yeah i don't know how you construct that in a backstage area also maybe bring that with you yeah it's just like hey man you can yeah that's on you but uh, and in the same sentence that I was reading about this koi pond, it said, "Oh, Eminem's been tw- uh, living the sober life, so like his his backstage isn't too crazy, but he does ask for a koi pond." I was like, "I mean, how is that even like related? The sobriety and the koi pond." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it keeps him sober. Uh, uh, just a koi pond is what keeps him sober. So, uh, do you know how much koi koi fish cost? No clue. I know a lot of people have tattoos of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which are cheaper. So I, I I just gotta look this up just because I've uh, I've seen the episode of The Office where it talks about the he he kills a koi fish in the koi pond and and they ask him to pay a lot of money. So my first Google of uh, koi fish price, it says they are currently valued at approximately two point two million dollars. Oh, per fish. Uh, that's what it that, says. I don't believe I, that. That can't be right. I, this is this is my first Google. Okay, wait. Let me see. Wait, Hagen. Is, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, you're getting what? this confused. Uh, the average price of a koi fish is two point two million bells. Oh God, Hagen. On my face. Hagen's been playing too much Animal Crossing. Yeah, God, that's so ridiculous. Did you see how we lost oh uh, Dave and? <laughs> Adam, as soon as we made a, a yeah. video game. Oh, yeah. No, I made the same yeah, did you see, What does that mean? Did you see that Elijah Wood's playing and is going into... Oh, uh, it's so great. Who cares? <laughs> okay, so so more more accurately... We're talking about you Ryder. Can, you, can, you can get a koi fish for, for $10,000. Dude, let's invest... That would be like... Let's invest in That's like the fish. lowest price. Let's invest in two koi fish... Let's make them make other koi fish babies, and then we can sell them. I see this being oh, this is problematic. You're, what you're saying right now is problematic. There's a, this is a pretty a pretty big problem of that in the world with other yeah, things. Yeah, I was so gonna say that's unethical. <laughs> I didn't really think much about it before I started speaking. <laughs> As the vegetarian in the group, I have to tell you that breeding is not a good practice. Yeah, did you watch Tiger King? No breeding. No, yeah, I didn't. Did watch you that. watch Blackfish? I didn't no. watch that either. I'm bad. It's fine. Well, the before we get back to writers, the irony of Blackfish and Tiger King is that one of the people on Tiger King thought that they were doing the Blackfish for tigers. So that's why she was like so happy to be on the show, and then they totally just like ripped her apart in, in, in the documentary. I will not have a suit on. I am broke as shit. <laughs> I've had freaky He's- sex. He's not. He's not the one who thought it was going to be black blackfish. He, he's just happy. He was, was just happy to have a television in front of him. Is Carol Baskin? <laughs> she she thought that bitch Carol Baskin. I have a lean from uh, some bitch down in Florida. <laughs> I love that quote. I am broke as shit. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that. Um, so ten thousand dollars a koi fish. Let's say that's a minimum. All right. So I mean. How many how many fish would you put in a koi pond? Do you think? I don't think you're supposed to put a ton of koi fish in a koi pond. I don't. I don't. I think it's supposed to be a pretty small amount. I wonder yeah. if the writer specified. Yeah, let's ask our oh. resident koi uh, fish uh, koi pond expert, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. Stop it with your Bob Hope impression. There's about ten full grown koi. In a pond, normally. Wow, that's, so that's, that's hundred thousand dollars. That's a hundred thousand dollars for Eminem to play. Where I mean, I mean, like, I would assume that the venue would make more than enough money, but I don't know how that split works. So yeah, that's strange. But uh, here, here's a good one, uh, Prince. Uh, you guys remember Prince, right? This is gonna be some weird shit. I already know it. Uh, who's Prince? Yeah, um, Dave. Dave, <laughs> do you have any guess? Uh, here, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with clear plastic. 
Don't um, read it. <laughs> I'm not reading anything. Uh, I, I can't don't know read. how to read. <laughs> <laughs> clear plastic? I would say that, I don't know. I have no idea what clear plastic. No clue. <laughs> so Prince uh, requests that all items in the main dressing room uh, to be... Uh, they must be covered in clear plastic to be removed only by the main artist. In all bold, he said, this is absolutely necessary. Wait, wait. Does he, like, get off with, like, the little, like, bit of plastic? You, like, when you buy, like, a screen and you, like, pull off that little plastic off the screen when you buy it? Does he, like, get off with that shit? He was Hell probably yeah. ahead of his time on that. <laughs> yeah, day late and a buck short, though. <laughs> I have another another good one for Prince real quick before we move past him. But uh, he also requested that tables be set up at all the entry points to the venues for the collection of gifts and flowers for him. <laughs> so that's great. I don't know how you get to that point. I mean, like, I think that makes sense because, like, I, I'm sure that people were throwing things at him on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure this was a logistical thing oh, of, like, like a way to cut out throwing... Yeah, you know, like people stop throwing flowers and shit at me on stage or trying to go backstage and give it to me, give it to this man at this table. Yeah, that's the other strange. thing too is like with, with Prince, I can see why he would be eccentric because he was like famous. He he made his first record when he was like seventeen years old, so for the entirety of his life up until like the maybe the last ten years, all he did was like tour and you know he lived his entire life that way. And he was extremely eccentric already. So when you asked uh, what what should I what would I guess before you mentioned the clear plastic, I was like, he wants everything in purple. He wants a ping pong table, and he wants wa- uh, like a a, pan- a pancake maker. Yeah, and <clears throat> what's weird about the plastic thing is that so I'm guessing it's a germophobia type thing. Uh, we're just like, oh, that's a way for him to ensure that nobody has touched it and it's as clean as possible. Uh, but here's the thing, and I may be wrong about this, but I think part of the what contribute, contributed to his death is that he was sick. I think he had pneumonia or something like that. And he, uh, people said, oh, you should go see the doctor. And I think he like denied it. Like he was saying like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And I think it was kind of part of his religious beliefs of like, oh, he didn't go see the doctor. And uh, I think that contributed to part of his death. I don't know that 100%, but like if you're that worried about things that you cover them all in plastic, you would think you would at least go to the doctor. Yeah, didn't didn't he overdose? I don't know. I thought it was a pneumonia thing. And no, I think he, it was he needed a blood transfusion or something and couldn't do it because of his religion or something. Something like yeah. that. See, was he was he a Jehovah's Witness? I, believe I so. think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. And we're not saying that all Jehovah's Witnesses are like that, but we are saying one hundred percent of princes well, are. That is a thing. They one hundred percent are. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's like a major part of their practice. Is they they aren't allowed to have blood infusions. He died from an overdose. Ah. He died from a fentanyl overdose. <laughs> Got him. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, I wish he. I wish he wasn't dead. I did not know that Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. That it makes uh, everything about him more interesting. 
that yeah. there's so many more interesting things about Prince than the fact that he was a Jehovah's Witness. No, Jehovah's Witness is very interesting, okay? <laughs> That's next week's topic. Um, so, it's, oh, oh my God, do, can we, it be really? We do a topic no. on religion. That'll no, no, we can do we could we could do like we could do religion and cults and musicians. That would be cool. Is Jay Z one? Because he he's all he, he's on. <laughs> what does that he, mean? Jay Z is just one. Well, one of his nicknames is uh, is he one? <laughs> one of his nicknames is Hova. No, he's not a Jehovah's Witness. He's part of the Illuminati. But he says he says Hova a lot. It's, it's, he's part of the. He's one hundred percent a member of the Illuminati. All right, that's. That's over. Dave. You're doing it right now. Thank Dave, you. Dave, with jokes like that, you're going to make a great dad. Yes. <laughs> so uh, here's a good one. Uh, Madonna uh, requested all of her backstage furniture must be removed. All of the furniture that was pre-furnished by the venue must be removed and replaced with her own that is shipped to each show, which this harkens back to... Uh, what Dave was talking about, uh, you know, someone on Madonna's uh, level who's a pop star, they can dictate pretty much anything. But this was probably a great example of a pop tour that was like 120 days, 200 days out of the year, something like that, uh, where she just wanted comfort. But man, that is crazy. Uh, uh, another one with that. with Madonna is that she also wanted brand new toilet seats for each venue. Holy fuck! Brand new toilet seats. That's, how that's expensive? How do they verify that when they show up? Good question. <laughs> Great. Question. Show me the receipts. Show me yeah. the receipts. Is it show it's me covered the, like, in clear plastic. And... She has yeah. to open the clear yeah. plastic herself. Has to stand there. And... <laughs> <laughs> she cuts a ribbon in front of each toilet when she gets there. But so okay, so so let's think about this for a second. Like, you're on a gig like the gigs that we've done and sometimes they they say you can you know if it's a wedding gig or something like that they say drinks are free now when you're at a bar do you order top shelf no like in general yeah no right so if you're at a gig and they say everything's free and they have top shelf stuff are you gonna go for bottom shelf stuff uh, I would I would probably just go with what I'm comfortable with. Right. So then imagine being multiplying that by like a thousand and you're on Madonna scale. And it's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Like Jackson said earlier, in your wildest dreams, what do you want? Yeah. And I think a, a, a big thing is so like, I think this was specifically on like her 2012 tour or something like that. So she had been a musician for a long time, been a pop star for a long time. And at that point, like, even though she's successful enough that she could probably not do anything ever again and be just fine financially. But there are some people who like you get down the road long enough that it's like, there is no other choice. I can't do anything else. So, um, I don't know. Uh, this idea and what I'm getting at with this is that uh, when you've been down that road so much, you can start to look at these 200 day tours that you've done, maybe five of them, but you start to think of like, that's five years of my life. I will never get back. And while there are positives of that, uh, they probably do think of it like that at some point, it's probably hard to not get that thought in your head of like, I have whittled off five years of my life in this pursuit uh, in my career. 
So, uh, like, she doesn't get to go home at night. She doesn't get to do that. Like, just because she's playing a show in Paris, France, doesn't mean that she gets to enjoy Paris, France, because she's got to be in Germany the next day. So it's like, you know, I do think some of these, like, lavish requests aren't too ridiculous coming from pop stars. They're not, they're not too ridiculous. I would say that, that there just should be, like, a hair more consideration for, like, the workers that, that are doing shit. Because, I mean, it's like... Asking for like new toilets, that's that's a pretty like that's that's a large request, I would say. I mean, like that's it, and that's a lot of labor cost more than it is for the toilets. Toilet, so toilet like, seats. It, oh, okay. I mean, still, that's still, but, that's still some time from the janitor and whoever else. Yeah, whoever whoever they have and to they hire don't have for to do things, that and whoever has to. So. Yeah. And so it's just it's it's something to consider where like it, I I don't think that it's that crazy at a certain point because I'm sure that if I was in their situation I would be asking for some absolutely like out there shit but at a, there has to be some thought about who is doing the work and like how they have to deal with what you're asking for. How about Mariah Carey asking for twenty white kittens? Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, awful. That seems that's terrible. Very problematic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, so. There, like, obviously, that's like just a bad example of it. And I think uh, there should be some, as you were saying, Hagen, the consideration factor of it. Of you know, some of these people, like Prince said, this is absolutely necessary. You have to have this. Uh, but I think, and I, I haven't read all of them, but some of them should have a clause like, "Hey, this is what we want. You need to let us know, like, well in advance if you cannot do specific things on this." Like, and and that would, you know create that dialogue but i think some of these can come off especially when you're talking about somebody like prince or madonna or mariah carey it's just like how do you say no to them when like all these people's jobs are riding on this one person well i think that i think the venues get the writers before the agreement of they the do. show they do i think i think that they see it and then they i think they they say what they can and can't do at that point yeah, most and so if most of the ones you can find online you can see they're marked and like they crossed out some things like we can't do this this is illegal in Oklahoma or something weird (laughs) (laughs) you mean like like Motley Crue asking for a a machine gun yeah yeah stuff like that that's that's not illegal in Oklahoma yeah I mean not much broke as shit (laughs) (laughs) but then you know on the other end of it too you look at like like what Jackson was saying you look at that Foo Fighters um, not documentary (laughs) that Foo Fighters writer from 2008 or whatever they at every point said we would like this if you can so they were talking about like first yeah, they were like please yeah. please make it look comfy but if you can't we understand we know that you use these venues for like sweaty hockey players and you know that's what the rooms look like just do your best yeah 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 so i got a i got a good uh one and then a follow-up one after that so uh justin bieber apparently I found this one just strange and like I know some of those like the LL Cool J like oh why does he need baby oil and stems but like obviously it's a sexy thing he just wants to be sexy but uh this Justin Bieber one I I just cannot figure it out so he requests I'm gonna go buy baby oil and and roses yeah yeah baby (laughs) I just want to be sexy sexy, so uh (laughs) Justin Bieber requests three packs of socks and four packs of plain white t-shirts. That's not the confusing part about it. The confusing part is apparently they were, they're all in varying sizes. Like he requests varying sizes for all of these packs. 
why? Why does he need that? I can tell you why maybe he would want two sizes because he, he might want to wear regular size shirts when he's backstage. And before he goes on, he wants to put on a double XL t-shirt so he looks more hip. Yeah, so that makes sense. But why four packs? That's crazy. Uh, um, may, maybe it's uh, maybe he has fun playing dress up, and that's the easiest way for him to do it when he's on tour is to get different size shirts, and then he's wearing he's wearing different hats every day. He brings those with him, and then he tries different hats on and shirts on. That's my best guess. Boom, got like it. He's like he's like he's like hey, he brings a friend with him to just watch him change in different outfits. And he's like, "Hey, look, I'm wearing an extra large now." What is that? What is that voice? That's my Justin Bieber. That sounded like the <laughs> Michael Jackson from South Park. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Are they that different? Eh. Only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I actually knew somebody who worked at an American Apparel in a mall in Dallas. Uh, this was probably like high school early high school and she was working there and one day somebody came up to the register and like placed a like a pack of like american apparel underwear on the um just on the counter and she looked up it was justin bieber and she's like all right what the fuck (laughs) and then uh she you know is checking him out and he got like it was like x extra small uh like tidy whities which I just found hilarious because I was like, that dude's just as old as me. There's no way. And also, like, he's more in shape than me, so there's no way that dude needs extra small, tidy whiteies. Well, now, I, I did read about um, Kevin Hart. One of his, like, a part of his rider was uh, he, he wanted people, like, I think it was six girls backstage that were very welcoming that were from the ages of... 21 to 27 and wanted specific outfits for them oh what the hell so maybe that was part of it that's super fucked holy shit that's so strange okay so he like specified that they had to be very agreeable and and were (laughs) very 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 open to to being talked to that's that's moving on Yeah. So my this is this is fucked. Moving on. So my uh my follow up to Justin Bieber was so Selena Gomez uh had in her writer that she asks crew members to not use the name Justin. Nobody is supposed yeah. to say it. Which I love that. Crazy. Like I get it, but also like wow. I mean, just wow. I really don't yeah. have much to say about that. That one's so just kind of w- like I wonder Whoa. I wonder if they had like some people on the crew that were actually named Justin. They were like, "Okay, what's your middle name?" Because today mean, st- that's what we're calling you. Statistically, on a pop tour like that, you like the, these huge lavish set- setups. You know, you have all these you know assistants on top of just like crew members. Yeah, you have to. So I I, I, w- I want to now that I I argued on one side about how they're being kind of ridiculous. I also want to argue on the other side that I'm I'm reading some of these writers. And I'm reading how specific they are, like how absolute to the T some of the food is. And it's like, you know, asking for food is not crazy. That makes sense. And asking for specific food, that makes sense. But like, this seems like kind of insane to have to think about like, I'm reading Kevin Hart's writer because I was so curious about what you just said. Um, But 
there was a, 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 a very, it's a very specific numbers, very specific kinds, very specific seasoning on all these things. That honestly just sounds stressful to have to think about that. To have to think about what I want on everything. Don't, don't ask me that. I just want chicken. Leave it alone. What's also weird about that is you have to think that they're sending this out to a ton of venues. So like with the Jack White situation, like does he want guacamole every night on his like 48 right. tour? Like well, I like guacamole. A lot of the writers that I saw, they had specified like day by day. So if, if the show, it's it's a catch-all rider, but if the show lands on a Wednesday, then this is what they want. So in talking about uh, Kevin Hart with, with chicken, on the Foo Fighters thing, it says, uh, in regards to chicken breast, it says, let's try to think outside the box as we consider the chicken breast. A bunch of lightly cooked chicken breasts with goo on them are not fun, not exciting, <laughs> and definitely not going to get you a hug from our bass player, Nate. And in brackets, it says, he's the real person, not, he's the real person to worry about, not like the guy from Nirvana. <laughs> and, then it, and then it says, I cannot tell you how many times in catering all over the world, I've seen island after tiny islands of chicken boobs floating in a mercury-like sauce that gets pawned off as a $13 US entree. This is not a diss to lunchrooms and the genius of tater tots or surly lunch lady per se. It's just a thought. So here are some cool things to do with meat and meat examples. Fried turkey, fried chicken, fried anything, really. Sausages, veggie sausages, big-ass kibasas that make men self-conscious. <laughs> Any sort of tubed meats, maybe a night of fair foods. Uh, Cornish game hens, meat in loaf form. Let's think about turkey meatloaf. Bacon. I call it God's currency. Hell, if it could be breathed, I would. Bacon in any form is great, not as an entree, but just in general. <laughs> not as an entree. Oh my God. I love that. That's amazing. Their tours yeah, must think... be just super fun to be on, like just as a crew member or whatever. Yeah, well, looking the, at like the, the, the illustrated version of their thing, they had like different days of the week. They had different types of food and they get into specifics about like, this is what Gus likes. And if you do this right, then he'll give you a T-shirt. Like, yeah, <laughs> great stuff like that. That's and great. Like the the crew gets the same kind of stuff as the food or as the yeah. as the band does. And then at the end of their shows, whatever is left over, they they make sure in their rider that it has to be donated to to like homeless shelters. Yeah, and that's really cool. So I got one more before I have what I am calling uh, positive uh, ones. Um, Adele, apparently everybody knows Adele, uh, wonderful singer. But here's the first part of this. I'm just like baffled because I'm like, oh, I listened to her voice. I'm like, damn, you can sing after that. Uh, she requests a pack of Marlboro, Marlboro, you guys get Marlboro. it, lights, cigarettes <laughs> for every show. It's just like, that's crazy. That makes me think that she's a chain smoker. And it's just like, damn, how do you sing? Yeah. She is a She's a chain smoker, and she ha- she has a lot of vocal health issues currently. Oh, so well, I guess not. I don't. I don't know currently. I know it was like a little bit ago. She was having some vocal health issues. Wow. Um, and and I, I would I would attribute it to probably smoking, but also I would attribute it to how, as how much she sings and and what she is doing when she sings because it's not like any of her songs don't have her just doing some incredible vocal thing. So every single show, 
she has to do that. Yeah. And I'm sure smoking some cigarettes helps calm her down a little bit. Well, Metallica, just, just as a quick aside, Metallica used to request four packs of cigarettes per show. And this was back in the like the late '80s when only it was. Uh, I think Lars was the only person that smoked in the band. Four packs mm-hmm. per show. Jesus, Whoa, that's crazy, man. Should have been Lars. <laughs> <laughs> so the the rest of Adele's uh, writer is she requests twelve bottles of European lager when she's on tour. And then, this is a direct quote, North American beer is not acceptable. I mean, that's fair. That makes perfect yeah, sense. I agree. I, I thought the other good one from Adele was she wanted pizza delivered from someplace that was 70 miles away. Crazy. I, what, <laughs> so what is the pizza? story behind that? You yeah, want cold she didn't pizza. even eat it, right? She didn't eat it after the show. What? Like, why 70 miles away? That's, Which that's is where so she funny. wanted it from. That's strange. So uh, you guys got any more before I uh, tie this up with some positivity? I, I have one that's a good follow-up to all the ones about food specifically. Uh, David Bowie always requested no food and only coffee and cigarettes and a bowl of fruit in the backstage area. Wow. I, what a classy dude. That sounds great. It sounds like it was a lounge. Pretty much, um, I guess. Yeah, I think it was... Rufus Wainwright was on a diet from one tour and was like, I want absolutely nothing except for these very specific things for his entire tour. So it's like, we hear stories about bands going out on tour and trying to be healthy. He took it to the extreme. But at the end of it, his rider had said that he wanted kind of the same thing, like a pack of cigarettes and a lot of coffee. Man, just imagine like the crew at the start of it, and I'm really sorry if anybody's a crew member and that's their job, but like, just imagine them at the beginning of it. They're probably not the healthiest they could be. You know, they they have a you know a different sleep schedule than everybody. They work hard hours, so they're not able to you know work out every single day and keep mindful of their diets. But imagine them at the beginning of that tour, and then at the end of it. And they're just like everyone's super jacked, and they're all they super have so <laughs> yeah they have so much energy, and they're like man I was so they were all bitchy at the beginning of the tour, but they're all like just super excited at the end. Yeah, plenty of plenty of metal bands have uh, have like had requested workout stuff uh, in their writers. Uh, I mean, they also just are when when it comes to like the the hardcore metal scene, most of them are beefcakes anyway. So yeah, especially they the need drummers to keep working out. Yeah, especially the drummers. And they're always vegans. They're all beefcakes who are vegans. That's just one of one band. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Um, <laughs> he requested two boxes of cornstarch. That's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. <laughs> Man, you could hold a gun to my head right now, and I could not tell you what you use like in an actual kitchen what you use cornstarch for i'm just assuming it's food i have no clue either like i know it's like a baking ingredient like you use it yeah it's it's not something you eat itself it is a like oil that kind of thing it's well it's not yeah but it it seems like that's only in there to make sure that people read the writer kind of like the brown m&ms being removed because that's like that's such a weird thing that you wouldn't actually use but it's like not expensive to put on there to be like, hey, we want to make sure you read this. I assume True. that's what that's for, but maybe he's just really into tossing around cornstarch backstage or something. Who knows? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, well, 
Well, cornstarch is is used uh, to thicken sauces or soups. It's made uh, to make corn syrup and other sugars. It's also uh, easily modified and finds many uses in the uh, industry uh, of adhesives. Good to know. Speak when our topic up. is baking. <laughs> Do y'all remember that uh, story of Trent Reznor uh, when he played at the Bomb Factory? And or sorry, not the Bomb Factory. Um, it was uh, the Irving Toyota Music Pavilion, and uh, everyone or. Uh, there was the rumor that Ted Cruz asked to come backstage and, and uh, Trent Reznor said, no, uh, you showed up to one of my shows one time and uh, were super rude and drank all of our beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget what that was, but that was pretty recent, yeah. It ended up being uh, all not true, uh, that basically Trent Reznor was just being an asshole, like just saying like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz sucks. <laughs> That's one. That's one thing I would put on my rider is uh, no Ted Cruz. Very good. Let's do that from now just on, put, Dave. We have a rider. Just put no Zodiac Killer. Just put no Zodiac Killer. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll Hell see yeah. that on the rider and be like, I can't go. No, 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 no. It'll, the the venue will just know. They'll just see it and they'll go, okay. So they, he means Ted Cruz, but also it could be a slew of other people. So we just have to watch out for those people that are uh, have ever been accused of the Zodiac Killer. All right. So I got some positive ones. Here's the first one I have. This one's this one's light. Uh, so I I just thought this one was kind of sweet. Uh, Coldplay requests postcards from each city that they play in to give to their children as souvenirs. I was like, oh. That's just wholehearted. That's wholesome. That's super sweet. And also, those kids have too many postcards now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, those kids probably got tired of getting postcards. Like it's like it's like when you get a card for your birthday and you're like, "How long do I keep this?" <laughs> yeah, what do I do with this now? <laughs> does it does it make like, it? Like I just a have the check. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I want. You open it up and shake it, it until you get whatever's in the card, and then yeah. you throw it away, right? Yeah, you throw it away exactly. like right that day. Yeah. So here are some good ones. Uh, these are the ones that I'll close on. Y'all don't have to close on these. But uh, um, uh, Jack Johnson, or here, let's start with uh, Radiohead slash Tom York. Uh, requests no single-use plastic allowed on site. Uh, he is notorious. Tom York, I mean, this is a full band thing. Radiohead re- requests uh, no single-use plastic they're really big on environmental touring they have special retrofitted buses that run on alternative fuel instead of regular internal combustion engines stuff like that but this no single-use plastic is apparently a thing where there have been instances where uh tom york has seen plastic bottles backstage or out in the crowd and apparently his mood just goes from like oh just normal semi-bitchy Tom York to very moody, angry Tom York. Was this like like 2015 Tom York? I don't... I think this is a, like, consistent Tom York. So, uh... Like, <laughs> <laughs> Keely in the background just yelling? It is. Uh, so... Is this what your uh, day-to-day life is is like? You don't have to answer that, though. No comment. <laughs> so uh, here's my last one. Uh, Jack Johnson, uh, we all know him. He did the uh, Curious George movie soundtrack. We all love him. He's uh, 
the lovable surf bro makes very mediocre music but he uh he specifically requests that no recyclable uh recyclables can be caught inside the trash cans uh all the light bulbs in the venue need to be energy efficient and there need to be bike valets i don't know what a bike valet is but i can only assume it means that there needs to be a valet who is on bikes. I don't know if y'all have ever seen ballets work, but they're running back and forth between cars. Imagine doing that for bikes. I would say that it means that he wants people to ride to his show on bikes. Yeah. But have you, uh, that what would be ballets bike have you guys seen? Are you talking about ballet? Hang on, he said valet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'm not reading Wait anything. Wait, that that begs the question: What va- what ballets have you seen? Okay, hold on. That's not what we're talking. I I I'm just curious what ballet he saw where someone was running back and forth to cars. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> Swan Lake, idiot. Or, or it's the, the the valet ballet. The valet ballet. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't think it's going to get much better than Hagen not reading. <laughs> what do you mean not reading? What do no, you that, mean not reading? That was the problem was he was reading something else. I I was getting ready for our next segment, all right? That's all I was doing. Is that Bob Hope? Hey, I'm Bob Hope. Hey, 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 I'm Bob Hope. Oh, my God. I That's thought a great we were Bob dead. Hope. Adam, stop with your impression. It's so good. All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy Goosey, baby. That's jazz. (laughs) And not the type of jazz like Chet Baker falling out a window and dying jazz. Nothing like that. I thought that was Eric Clapton's child. Yeah, it was both. (laughs) Also, Chet Baker didn't die when he fell out the window. But but he fell out a window, and that, that led to his death, correct? Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. Overruled objection, uh, your honor. Um, (laughs) By the way, here's a little thing. Uh, You know, whenever people talk about that whole Eric Clapton's kid uh, dying from falling out a window, for some reason, I always envision this as like, oh, it was a, his kid fell out of a house, like like a third story of a house at his mansion or something. He fell out of like it was like the thirtieth or fiftieth floor in New York yeah. City. Wow. Yeah. That is just crazy. Hagen, what are we listening to? <laughs> Kara Wait, before we before we talk about that, I want to say that um She's on the way, so you have time. Marilyn Manson used to request a bald toothless hooker. Mm. <laughs> mm. You just had to it make does... sure we got that in there, huh? Uh, yeah, and Bob Hope impressions. Gnarls, Gnarls Barkley <laughs> used to uh, request Magnum condoms. Man, there was a lot uh, of them that I read that were like that, that like requested all these packs of condoms. It's just like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Kara. Go ahead, Kara. Hey, listen. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. She doesn't even know what reality is anymore. Again? <laughs> It, yeah, you're fine. No, it was yeah, horrible. Yeah, it was okay, cool. Dave said it was horrible, but Jackson cheered. Oh. Hey, listen. Much better. <laughs> sick Bob Hope impression. <laughs> it was a sick Bob Hope impression. That was really good. 
You're good. You can go. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I'll kick this bad boy off. Uh, I've oh, been no. listening. You're going to do one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adam, you go first. Yeah, Adam, go. I've been listening to the new album by Diners. <laughs> For those listening at home, Jackson picked up his chair and walked away. That is not He's as upset. dramatic as what I did, Adam. <laughs> no, I've been listening to that album, and it's uh, it's really great. So Jackson's going to get yeah, his copy. Jackson's of Jackson's going to get right his now. copy he's had for like an extra week now. <laughs> what else have you been listening to, Adam? I've also listened to uh, now by a singer-songwriter named Alec Little. Uh, it's called "The Remains of a Sun" or "The Remains of Sunday." And uh, yeah, Jackson, we see. Yep. Jackson's holding up. The Jackson's holding his copy that he got early. He's he's he's, he's bragging he's, uh, about it. Oh, posing, you got the wrong color he's though. Posing for pictures. What are you talking about? I got the wrong color. <laughs> no, the the yellow one looks better. That's what I bought. So I have yellow vinyl, so I don't have a vinyl that okay. looks like this. All right, Adam. Either way, you listening. No, to? those are the only two. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only two. I think everybody should go listen to the Diner's new album. Though it's great. Yes, and Diner has been on the show, and his name is Tyler. Uh, it feels weird saying Diners has been on the show, but Diners has been on the show, so uh, definitely go check that record out. It came out as we're recording this the day of, but will have been out for a weekend. Uh, it's called Leisure World. I don't know if you said that album, uh, Adam, not album, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> your new name is Album. Oh, okay, Album. Uh, yeah, no, that <laughs> that record is crazy, and. You realize we have to refer to Adam as album for the rest of the like like for the entirety of this show. Yeah, I'm oh, cool no. with that. That's not good. Uh, yeah, the album it, it's great. It's uh, what what's really nice about Diners is uh, he's super positive and really right now in the world like positivity is great. Uh, so like listening to this record, I've as Adam said, uh, I got it early. I got my vinyl copy shipped out early before the record was released, and like I immediately threw it on. And I was like, "Ah, this is just what I needed." It just kind of it had that really wholesome uh, feeling of just like, "Ah, there's that positivity I'm lacking right now." So, you know, yeah, give the, it a shot. The timing couldn't have been better with when it came out. Yeah. Um, uh, also, on top of that, I've been listening to uh, Ed O'Brien's uh, debut solo album. Uh, his, he's going under the moniker of EOB. Uh, it's called Earth. Uh, it's there are good songs on it. I, there are good songs that I I, I really like, but uh, all in all, it's probably my least favorite solo uh, work from uh, Radiohead. That being said, I haven't listened to their drummer's um, Philip Selway's uh, solo record. But uh, Dave, have you listened to Philip Selway's? No. no. Yeah, I think I'll do that probably this weekend or before next week. But you know, Ed O'Brien. It's, I would give it a shot. It's only like nine uh, songs, but there are really cool parts in there. But there are also some like half-baked lyrics that I'm just like, ooh, that's weird and uncomfortable. I always wish this was a video podcast that we could put uh, like subtitles in. Quote what Keely was saying. <laughs> Something about fascism. Yeah. Dave, what are you listening Dawes, to? Dawes, what are you uh, listening no. to? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
now and listen to obviously to Dawes. Well, uh, the, their lead singer Taylor Goldsmith has been doing a lot of uh, Instagram live videos, and like d- being a part of what we were talking about earlier, where people are having artists do songs for relief for the current pandemic. Jackson just walked by with his butt out, and um, I've also been listening to Sturgill Simpson's earlier stuff, but. My all-time favorite band, Incubus, came out with a new EP this week, and I don't really like it. <laughs> For the first time in a release that I've been a fan, I listened to it and I was like, "Ugh." I didn't know that yeah. they were your favorite band. Yeah, they're they're like, I would say since two thousand five, they're the band I've watched the most, and like, at one point was really into. Now I just check in and go, "Okay, cool. They're still making good stuff." Does their guitarist but, still have uh, dreadlocks? No. He hasn't had dreadlocks since, like, 2007. Good. Now That's now so the world specific. knows. Yeah, man. I mean, That's I'm impressive, though, that you would know that. that. That's all. But I will say that their, their bass player, I already brought up his record. His last uh, solo release is much better than the Incubus uh, EP that just came out. Yeah. Uh, that's too bad <laughs> that it's not a uh, not great this new one, but yeah. And I've still been listening to My Chemical Romance a little bit. Yeah, I ah. have too. Actually, I didn't know if that was good to mention, but good job picking a uh, us to do that episode, ah. Jackson. That warms the cuckolds of my heart, guys. <laughs> I think I picked that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know. album. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, album. Shut up, <laughs> yeah, album. album. <laughs> I'm going to go change hey, ho- the website and change my name there. <laughs> hey, Joachim, what are you listening to? Whoa. Is that the first time that's ever been said on here? Um, Dance Gavin Dance brought a new album today called Afterburner, and it's okay. Um, I, I've listened to it twice today so far. I, I think that overall the songs are really good on it. Um, the singles were definitely like probably the best ones. There's a lot of really weird shit on here that they shouldn't have done, but, you know, good for them. Try some shit. I've uh, been listening to uh, a guy named Tingsek from Sweden. Very, very good. He's dope. Very amazing. Yeah, super cool. Can we edit that uh, out awesome that I just said he's dope? Can we edit that out? No. No, I think we should copy that and use that more. There's a rule shit. in podcasting that if you bring it up again after the thing you want edited out, it cannot be taken out because you keep mentioning it too hard. Yeah, okay. it's a rule, idiot. It's just like Tingsek if you say that'll dope. be in the show notes, it won't be. <laughs> Ouch. Um, so uh, I also have been listening to this to a, a podcast that's been they. It's a new one. They they're doing a Tuesday Thursday release, and it's done by uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison from Scrubs. They're doing a Scrubs rewatch podcast, and it's really fucking good. If you like Scrubs, if you ever watched it. Listen to that podcast because they are naturally funny people and actually best friends, and it's really good. Can I air my dirty laundry real quick? Uh, Go for I, it. I don't even know if this is constituted as dirty laundry. I just wanted to say that. But uh, I am pretty sick of celebrities getting into the YouTube and podcasting game since this stay-at-home order. Uh, it, that That stuff is really starting to rub me the wrong way. Like, John Krasinski did it, and it's like, cool, that was, uh, you know, cool, and I'm glad he's still doing it, but now I'm getting pretty sick of all these new ones. Like, oh, Parks and Rec are doing a new thing. It's like, whoa, 
Yeah, it's. it's I think John Krasinski is more just doing like uh, YouTube videos, right? Yeah, but that's what I like. YouTube and podcasting celebrities are getting in on, and I'm pretty sick of it. Yeah, it's been a thing for a couple of years now with podcasting, where like Conan yeah. launched a podcast, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's the best, biggest podcast in the world," and you're like, uh, "Is it though?" Like, it, yeah, it's super frustrating to watch these. Like, uh, like I, I'm like, huge... we just established names like come in and and try and be like, "Oh, I, I made podcasting a big deal." And you're like, nah, "Yeah," uh, and but... really undercut these uh, people who have been like grinding and like have these like really actually intricate content. Like, I'm a huge fan of Patrick H. Willems on YouTube. And, like, he made a joke that, like, oh, yeah, John Krasinski, like, within one day of starting his YouTube account got, like, more than triple my amount of uh, subscribers that I have been slaving for for years. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, that that, 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 does, that does suck, but they also, celebrities and these people have been grinding in their own right. So for them to come on and do a different thing, I mean, in the current situation we're in, I, I, I see the frustration out of it, but I, it's also, like... It's not that bad, and also a lot of them are doing interesting things. I mean, like, uh, there's some shit that bothers me where, like, some of them have YouTube TV shows. Like, Kevin Hart has a YouTube TV show where he works out with different celebrities and does, like, fun different workout things with them, and it's like, he's been doing that for a while. I think on, like, their third season of that, I think. It's, that that shit's a little annoying, because it's, I mean, you could do that on TV. You don't have to do that on YouTube TV. I don't, but but everything's mixing now. Everything's mixing up to a point where this is what we have as podcasts, YouTube, and streaming. This yeah. to me sounds like another topic episode that we maybe maybe next maybe. week that maybe next week's episode is uh um about this or not. Or Jehovah's I mean, it Witnesses. could be, but <laughs> I got nothing else. Oh, I'm gonna good. try and uh, tee this off to somebody else to end it again. Well. Can I can I be can I get can I be soapboxy and be really lighthearted for the ending? Is that is that allowed? Uh, Go well, for Jackson's it. showing me his crotch so and his for, fucked for up toe, so now I'm kind of can't see. For nobody can see except for the four of us. What's happening right now is Jackson had a toenail removed, and it he's may or showing may not us have that made the last show. I don't know. He's showing us that <laughs> on camera right now, and it's totally overwhelming the three of us. So yeah, I think it's, it's a fine. Lot of detail I, I think need. it's absolutely disgusting. Your toe looks like like a fetus. <laughs> it looks like I could make choices on whether or not it gets to live a life at all. <laughs> <laughs> In certain states. <laughs> Is that for a positive note, Hagen? <laughs> Okay, go ahead. See, I'll see you guys later. No, it's it's good. It's good. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for doing that. Go ahead. This Get on your good. soapbox. Smash that like, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do you got, Hit Hagen? Subscribe. I got nothing now. <laughs> All right, just go spend the rest of your night looking at your LL Cool J 2016 poster and think about what you've done, Hagen. Uh, is he even? You let us all down. You know, it's interesting. He's he, not even that big he's on, on the, poster. the poster. Yeah, but he's not big. He's not. He's not the big names. But damn, is he oily? 